0: Okay, I hope everybody is doing well. I want to jump into Parashas bow. Uh, amazing amount of Meshechachma. Everything Meshechachma says is uh, usually amazing and uh, just incredible amounts in this week's parasha. But I want to focus on something Meshechachma says. It says that, Tell uh, the Jewish people that on the 10th of the month, they are going to go, uh, everybody should take their sheep, and um, and let's see what happens. So apparently, uh, Chazal learned out from here that a sheep needs, or any carbon needs a certain amount of days uh, to, to check it, to make sure it's kosher, doesn't have any mumim, and we certainly learned that from here. The Meshach though says, that again, there, there are maybe some other ideas over here, other things to learn from the fact that on the 10th of Nisan, we were already t- told to take our sheep and that we didn't actually shecht it until the uh until Pesach 9, until the 15th or the 14th, uh, getting ready for Pesach. So, what's the idea? So, Meshechachma says that this Jewish nation is about to begin right here, right now. And he says, it's so important that the Jewish nation start on the right foot with the proper Midos. And he says, it's very, very important that they are able, as a nation, starting off the right foot, includes that they're able to move past their immediate desires and be able to wait. He actually spells out in Hebrew uh, the word discipline. He says it's so important. If you could you could imagine the scene, is that Kal Yisrael, after 210 years, they realize they're finally about to get out. And on the 10th, they're told they're about to have this sheep ready, which signifies that they're going out and they're leaving. And they're basically ready to go. And Hashem says, no, wait, stop. And you imagine the almost the the pain over those four or five days, just just waiting, everything's set, everything's ready to go, and like why can't we do it earlier? Hashem didn't give the order yet. We're not ready to go. You have to have some discipline, and that's how this nation has to start on the right foot, and that's how that's that's how uh, an individual is successful. As well, this brings to mind the Malbim. The Malbim talks about Avram. There's a there's a pasuk where it says we know Avram was told, Lech Eretz Go. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. Go to the land. Go to Eretz Yisrael. And there's a pasuk when Avram reaches Eretz Yisrael. The pasuk says that Avram arrived. Avram, Holoch hanegba. Uh, going, in the, going and coming in the south, going and traveling in the south. And the Malbim says, can you imagine the scene? The Malbim says that Avram was told, give up your whole life. And Avram says, I'll do it. And it kind of sounds like it's going to be something amazing. And as soon as he gets to Eretz Yisrael, he, he's, he's figuring, look, I did the hard part. The hard part was for me to just go. But once I get there, I, he imagines it's going to be amazing. Hashem is going to set him up; it's going to be perfect from day one. And the Malbim says that cannot be farther from the truth. It, it, in fact, the opposite happened. Avram reaches Eretz Yisrael, and haloch v'nasah negba He's just he's waiting for the signal. He's waiting to be contacted from Hashem. It did not happen right away. He was he was walking. He was kind of, tra- he, he was just wandering back and forth. Is this the right place? Is that the right place? It, it, it almost sounds like a Mossad agent waiting to be uh, fed his directions and, and nothing's going on. And the Malbum says something very similar is that there's a certain avoda of, of, of waiting, of, you know, sometimes you think that, well, I did the good thing, I need to be immediately paid back for it. I need to be taken care of right away. And, Very similar to Klal Yisrael as a nation is what happened to Avram. This is the Meshachachma. This is uh, the Malbim. And of course, there's a very famous study, the marshmallow study, uh, where they they tracked people, they tracked kids. Uh, Hey, you could have one marshmallow now, or if you wait 10 minutes, we'll come back, we'll give you two marshmallows. And they did all the research, and they found those kids who were able to... uh, <clears throat> to hold off a little bit, to have that discipline, it's, it's a great sign uh, for their future. And uh, something that, that's, that's kind of scary, something for us to think about nowadays is ju- just how, how e- instant and immediate uh, things are, are given to us. We, I think most of us um, never would have developed this. A lot of the time, the way we develop our discipline is through necessity. We need to. You need to wait uh, till dinner's ready. There's nothing to talk about. Um, th- just the reality of how, how quickly things are going, it's, it's kind of scary to think how uh, that's not as necessary. Okay. So that is, that's the Torah Torah. <clears throat> Let's jump into a story. My wife shared with me a uh, great story, a great thing. Um, a few years back, there was a terrible storm in Houston, and uh, we were actually living in Dallas. I actually went down for the day to help people, um, just just get out of their houses, and, and we did all sorts of work. And uh, you know, I just did a tiny bit of help, but the whole Houston community did, did amazing amounts of chesed. And what they they realized certain streets, one house was completely destroyed, another house was was fine. Uh, not the house. Actually, outside of the house, the, the, the trees, <clears throat> some, some of them, like they all fell down in one house, near one house, and another one, like they all stayed up. And they, they tried to, is one higher, was one lower, was, was what was going on? And what they realized was, after looking into it, was that the houses that had a sprinkler system, those trees <clears throat> seemed to have fallen. Um, the ones that did not have a sprinkler system those trees were still standing and that was strange to them these trees were treated better and what they realized was that the trees that had a sprinkler system so they were always well fed always well watered they they were they never had to send their roots even lower they never had to be resourceful and look to lower places to find uh, to find sources of of watering and moisture. But those ones that were, um, that did not have a sprinkler, it was tough for them, but because there was not such available water at the surface, they had to throw their roots deeper, deeper, and then when the storm came, they were actually um, better embedded in the ground and were able to, uh, to, to stay standing. And of course, I think that, that really relates to this idea of, of discipline. Uh, what we're talking about is that sometimes if you work harder for something, you've created a stronger connection to it and you're less likely to fall over at the slightest issue that gets in the way. So that's the, uh, the story, the muscle. Um Okay, I want to run to a Shaila. This is in the Chashuk Echemed, Rav Zilberstein. And he talks about the following Shiloh that came up. Uh, this man was a farmer, and he sees that one of his uh, one of the the um, one of the oxes starts kind of went rogue, went crazy, and it was it was literally running around the pen and severely damaging some of the other animals, like trampling them, killing them. Um, and he was pretty confident he could get in there and, um, and, and and he could hopefully calm it down, get the other ones away. Um, but it posed a little bit of a danger to him. And his question was, uh, to Rav Zilberstein, was he allowed to go in and save the other, uh, the other shorim, the other oxes? And so that, that's what he wanted to know. So Rav Zilberstein starts, he begins actually with a halacha. This is in Shulchan Aruch. Uh, Kuvdal and Archaim that in general the Pesach is that if you see uh, a shore it depends what type of shore if it's a uh, a tom or a muad but you see a dangerous animal um, and you're in the middle of davening that's why it's in Archaim you're in the middle of davening the halacha is stop davening and run away because you know it's very important to to daven obviously but you don't have to put your life in danger you you uh, you could stop davening and run away. Um, actually, this kind of is a good place to talk about the general halacha that that uh, I don't know if everyone's aware of. But really, anything that gets in front, uh, it gets in the way of your kavana, of your ability to to really focus on the tefillah. You're you're generally allowed to take three steps back and go somewhere else. So, for example, I heard the Psak once that. This happens sometimes somebody's davening at home and all of a sudden the doorbell rings. And the reality is that for almost anybody besides the greatest um, that's going to speed up their shemona esrei. That's going to really ruin their kavana. They're going to be thinking, oh, who is it? What's going on? It better not be so important. Chas shalom It's a package that uh, doesn't get delivered. How are we going to uh, survive the night? Right? So um, people... It's going to shoot their kavana for sure. So the halacha is that you could take three steps back and you could open the door and make just maybe a motion, just you know, one minute, or whatever, and then you could go take three steps back. Did you your your yesterday? Something's ever in the way. Uh, actually, just a quick other story that during uh, during Corona, I was in an outside minion once on a, on a, a Motzei Shabbos, and somebody they, they were dominating near a clubhouse, and somebody who clearly was not. Jewish, uh, maybe he was Jewish, not from. I don't know. He, they were davening around a car, and somebody, th- this person clearly did not have uh, the discipline we've been talking about today, and he was he wanted to leave, and there was somebody davening shmonesrei right behind the car, and this this person who was either not aware or upset, um, said to the to this guy who was davening, "Hey, I'm trying to get out," and this guy ignored him, and he said, "Hey, I, I gotta go, I want to go," and he ignored him. And uh, it was very, very uh, awkward. I think it ruined the kavana of most of the people davening. <clears throat> this person ended up moving out with his car and almost hitting the person. It was not a good situation. But if this misfalal uh, this just kind of realized that he uh, could have just taken three steps back, moved over, and continued his tefillah, his kavana would have been great. And everyone else's kavana, um, so that was clearly not the right thing to do. Okay, but either way, back to here, is that you run away um, if there's, there's a dangerous shark. So it would seem that you really shouldn't put yourself in danger. Now there's the the Rav Zilberstein brings the no of Yehuda. It's a very famous no of Yehuda um, about the heter of hunting. Um, Nod of Yehuda goes back and forth. He famously says that, uh, that hunting could be, uh, could be allowed in certain circumstances, but, that is not a very Jewish thing to do. That's that's the, the famous note of Yehuda. But within that conversation, he um, he does make the following point. He says, Rasha'i lehistakin avor parnasa." He says it's clear you are allowed to put yourself into a difficult situation for the sake of your livelihood, for making money. Um, and he basically says that hunting is inherently a dangerous situation if you're in the you're in the forest. You don't know what kind of animals, and there, there's weapons. He says it's it's really a dangerous situation, um, and really it should be Usr, because of that. You're not allowed to put yourself in a dangerous situation, but because of sakana, it would be uh, sorry. Because of parnasa, uh, it would be it would be allowed. He actually says something interesting. His proof, his raya, is that it's a dangerous situation. He says that when Esav says he ne'anochi lamas, where he's saying, you know, I'm going to die one day. Uh, the Nood Behuda says, yeah, the Pashup shot. the simple understanding is, he meant, because I'm a hunter, because I'm in, I'm, I'm involved in such uh, dangerous kind of livelihood, that's what he meant, I'm going to die one day, therefore I'll sell you the Bechorah. I don't know how he saw that was the Pashup shot, but that's that's what he says. Anyway, so so the Nood Behuda is saying that for the sake of Parnasa, for the sake of saving money, you'd be allowed to put yourself in a dangerous situation. he says, that this person would be allowed, even though it's dangerous, this animal's going crazy, he'd be allowed to jump in that pen and he'd be allowed to uh, try to calm things down, try to save his animals. Um, he says if it's a seri- you know, it would really depend a little bit. If it's a serious sakana, like, like it's like almost for sure you're gonna get ser- you know, seriously damaged, uh, that might be a different story. In such a case, um, it could be, it would be us-er. Uh So that's, uh, that's what you know, the Huda says. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbat Kodesh